Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. To all my listeners, please go to thedifferentbook.com and pick up a copy of my new children's book, Different. 10% of every book sold goes directly to the cystic fibrosis charity, Emily's Entourage, which is searching for a cure for a unique mutation of the cystic fibrosis gene. I recommend Different to children ages five and up. Growing up as kids, we sometimes feel like we don't fit in with everyone else, whether it's our curly hair, a mole or freckle we don't like, being too tall or too short, the list goes on. Different teaches kids that we all have our thing and everyone is different, which means being different is normal. I'm very excited about this book and want to give as much as I can to Emily's Entourage, so please pick up a copy for your kids or grandkids or friends' kids and help me spread the word. Check out thedifferentbook.com for all the details. And if you haven't yet, please rate this podcast five stars and leave a review. It all really does help. to the GK Show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah! Uh! Hope you're having a good day. Let's start the pod. What's up, everybody? Guess what? Check this out. As I pour a little sparkling lime water into my glass, maybe there's something else in the glass. Maybe there's not. Anyways, check this out. So I'm back in town. I'm so happy to be back. If you follow me on Instagram, at Jeff Keith, my name, G-E-O-F-F-K-E-I-T-H. If you follow me there, you'll see I put in my story that I'm home, hugging my kids, so happy to be home unbelievable how great it is coming home when you have two little angels, two little kids. Parents know what I'm talking about. People without kids are like, boring. Anyways, uh, check this out. So I have not been able to pack my big expensive microphone. I mentioned this on the last podcast. I've not been able to pack that on because I travel out of carry-on. I travel with a carry-on and a backpack. That's it. I travel very light. Uh, so I was taught that as a young comedian. Pablo Francisco taught me that, like, never check a bag, you're a comedian, right? So that's, like, stuck in my head. And so I, I sell books when I'm on the road, uh, books that I've written, and um, I can't pack in my carry-on. I have to have clothes, and I have to have shoes, and I have to have workout clothes and all this stuff, right? So I can't pack my big microphone. It's not. I'm, I'm making it sound like it's enormous, but it's you know it takes up space, right? So there's really not a lot of room for that when I bring my books to sell. And so the last podcast I recorded was just with my little headphones plugged into my computer. And I'm like, I hope this sounds good. I listen back, guys. I listen back to a little bit. Sounds just as good as my big $150 microphone, $120 microphone. So, wow. Little Apple you know, plug it into the side of my Mac and just have headphones in my head sounds just as good. So, (laughs) okay, 
looks like I have this big expensive microphone for no reason. So I'm back at home now and I was looking for my microphone. I'm like, where's my mic? Because I want to use my good mic, you know? I'm going to record some pods. My wife just went to sleep. My kids are asleep. I just got back from a show. I'm going to record some podcasts, you know, because I haven't, I haven't been recording as many lately. I haven't been putting them out because I haven't had the time. Where's my, where's my microphone? Couldn't find it. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just listen to the last podcast I recorded to see if it sounds decent. Because if it sounds decent, I'll just do that because I don't want to spend 30 minutes looking for my nice microphone. Yeah, sounds great. And by the way, now I'm talking about it, I think it's downstairs. I have three levels, and I think it's all the way on the bottom. I think it's where I put all my podcast stuff. But whatever, we're started now, and we have the headphone, the headphones in. So there we go. Uh, the last podcast, I talked a lot about the Kobe Bryant death and how that affected me uh, personally. It affected a lot of people. And I just read before I started this, watched Pau Gasol, who is um, one of the Lakers who won two championships with Kobe Bryant. By the way, he's, he's from Spain. He's Spanish. His name's Pau Gasol, P-A-U. <laughs> Dude, so many, so many guys when he was playing basketball commentators, the play-by-play -play guys would call him Paul Gasol. That's that's still funny to me. This guy's name's Pau. There's no L. And people would just be like, Paul Gasol with the nice tipping. Paul Gasol with the rebound. Paul Gasol's got four assists in this game. Very good for a big man. Paul Gasol. It's like that guy doesn't exist. What are you talking about? All right, so let's knock out some stuff. Uh, I'm recording this the night before Valentine's Day. During this podcast, it's going to bleed into Valentine's Day. What are you doing for your Valentine? Who is your Valentine? Let me know. Uh, emails in the show notes, or you can follow me on social media. If you haven't done yet, please take two seconds, rate the podcast five stars. If you do enjoy my podcast, I do. I am going to try and crank out as many as I can when I'm in town. It's so hard right now because my kids are so young and they demand so much attention. Um, and I do need some sleep. I don't sleep a lot, but I do need some. <laughs> but uh, if you do enjoy it, tell a friend. And yeah, always good to uh, spread the word. Word of mouth. That's that's where it's at. Okay, so let's get in. I have a lot of links here of different things. To talk about on the podcast, that five-star rating, like, I know it's annoying to say it, but it really does help. So, all right, here are the six coolest places you're not allowed to visit. This is from CuriousMob.com. For some travelers, the more adventure a journey offers, the better. However, no matter how daring or skilled a traveler you are, there are some places on Earth that are simply too dangerous to be accessible to anyone. Ooh, anyone's in all caps, so that got me scared. Here's a list of the most awesome places that you or anyone you know will ever get to see. Heard Island Volcano, Australia. Okay, there's a picture. It looks like it's snow. This remote island has the best of both worlds, the deadly combination of icy glaciers and active volcanoes. One of the volcanoes on the island, the Mawson Peak, started spewing lava from its 2,745-foot-high crater in the year 2000. That'd be so weird, by the way, just to pause right there. Can you imagine you just... You're at some place, and it's like, all right, yeah, this is where I live. This is where I grew up, yeah? Hey, what's up, Johnny? Hey, Sally, what's going on over there? And then out of nowhere, a fucking volcano just erupts. And you're like, what? <laughs> this has been here the whole time? Just <laughs> volcano day. And everyone's like, well, <laughs> looks like we have a tourist attraction, but half of us are dead. The volcano has been active ever since. Hence... 
This island, home to animals such as marine birds, seals, penguins, is out of bounds for curious travelers for the foreseeable future. Okay. Next. Oh, it's one of these websites. That sucks. Luckily, I'm connected to my Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi, so it shouldn't be too bad. Snake Island, Brazil. As the name implies, this 43-hectare island harbors one of the deadliest species of snakes in the world. I'm already out. I'm not going. Brazilians seem to think that you'll find a snack on the island every five square meter. A snack? Is that a typo? You'll find a snack on the island every five square meters. But the more plausible snake population is around 4,000. What the fuck does that even mean? I'm going to read that again. Brazilians seem to think that you'll find a snack on the island every five square meters, but the more plausible snake population is around 4,000. I'm going to go to my grave never understanding that sentence. What does that even mean? I'm going to die and be like, before I go, what was that sentence about Snake Island, Brazil? Five meters, 4,000, snack, snake, I'm lost. Chances are you'll never find out for yourself unless you're a biologist. The Brazilian government only allows a limited number of biologists and researchers to visit the island once a few years to study the snakes. That word snack has to be a typo. Next, uh, number four. North Sentinel Island, Adaman Islands. I mean, I can't, this isn't even interesting because I've never even heard of this place. The island is small and covered in greenery, but the coral reefs around it make it difficult to reach on water vehicles. Helicopters may have been able to access the remote island, but the obstacle in this case is not the environment of the island, but its inhabitants. Oh, here we go. The Sentinelis, the people living on the island, are known to be hostile to outsiders. Oh, I fucking like this now. You just show up and they're like, not on, not on our watch. <laughs> Get out of here. This is the North Sentinel Island. We are the Adaman Island Sentinelis people. They reject outside contact so fiercely that they have been known to shoot at helicopters with arrows. Their tribe remains cut from the modern world and lifestyle, and they intend to keep it that way. See what I mean? These people, the Sentinelis, they built the wall, okay? If you want to come in legally, okay? You want to come in legally to the Adaman Islands, that's okay. But we have to stop illegal <laughs> immigration. Isn't that so funny? That's what I think is so weird when, uh, I'm not like some big uh, Trump supporter at all, but that's funny when uh, Trump kind of like, when he talks about like the border and stuff, he kind of like repeats what uh, Bill Clinton said in the 90s about border security and everybody seemed to be on board with it. Like, yeah, it should be, you know, like we need legal immigration, but illegal immigration, it hurts people who are trying to, you know, immigrate here legally. And then, then we're like, yeah, that makes sense. And now it's like, you're racist. <laughs> you don't want everyone in the whole world to come in here. Um which is uh, it's kind of funny because these Sentinelis, these people are fucking shooting arrows at helicopters. Are they racist? Probably not. I'm guessing they're just like, hey, we have our way of life here on North Sentinel Island, and we don't know about you and your fucking helicopters. What are you bringing? You're bringing disease. You're bringing drugs. You're bringing crime. I'm sure some of you are good people, <laughs> but we have to shoot our arrows at you. All right, next place. Number three. Lascaux Caves, Lascaux Caves, France. I'm using a British accent to read something in French. This is the Lascaux Caves in France. By the way, quick side note, I just watched the ABC Murders, the Agatha Christie. Uh, it's based on the Agatha Christie book, the ABC Murders, with John Malkovich. 
Oh my God, so good. It's on Amazon Prime. If you want to see it, it's just three episodes, a very limited series. So good. Hikyu Perot, he's an investigator, John Malkovich. That guy's a great, I was talking to my dad earlier, such a good actor. He doesn't seem to be doing much. You know, you watch him and you're like, he's not really doing much, but that's what makes him great. Like, he's fucking awesome at acting. He's not overdoing it. He's just doing it, you know? It's really, really good. Acting acting really, really well is hard. I feel like, because I'm a comedian, I know I could do comedic acting. I've done it a little bit. And that's easier because it's kind of phony. Like, you're not, you're just kind of playing a cartoonish character or something. But people who are actually like fucking amazing actors, that is not easy. That is not easy at all. People like, like Leonardo DiCaprio, like as a great actor. Uh, who else? John Malkovich. The Malkovic? Malkovich. Vich? Ch, ch. Maybe it's Malkovich. That's how I pronounce it as a Jew. Malkovich. Anyways, um, who else? Who else do I really, really like? Who's great? Fuck, there's somebody I'm forgetting right now that I absolutely love. Oh, I can't think of the person. I love John Turturro just as an actor. He does all sorts of things. Anyways, somebody that's really escaping me right now. Don't believe that it's just Leonardo DiCaprio, John Malkovich, and uh, John Turturro. There's other people I really like. But you know what I'm talking about. Denzel Washington, he's a great actor, I think. I really like Denzel. All right. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton. He's got very good screen presence. You ever watch him with Billy Bob Thornton? You're just like watching his face and it's fucking great. All right. Uh, what are we talking about? Lasque Caves, France. Although this location has been given the privilege of being a World Heritage Site by UNESCO, it has been inaccessible to the public since 2008. The caves are considered unique as they hold intricate and beautiful paintings of animals drawn in ancient times that stuff is so cool right is that ever not cool is this just me that's always cool when it's like oh here's a cave and people painted animals and shit millions of years ago or hundreds of thousands of years ago is anyone in the world going yeah whatever okay what is that a twenty thousand year old mural in a cave i got better things to do today that's i'm stopping for at least five seconds and listening an unfortunate fungal outbreak inside the caves compelled the French government to close the caves off permanently. Only historians and scientists are allowed inside the caves for short allotments of time for academic research. Who's in charge of the allotments of time? That must mean that somebody else is at the cave in charge of the allotments of time. So somebody's there a lot, you know? Somebody's there more than the historians and the scientists. How do you become a historian, by the way? Scientist I get, Okay. Scientist, you go to school, you get a degree, you're a specialist, you're a scientist in this, you're a scientist in that. What's a historian? Can't I just show up and be like, hey, I recently, last week, actually four days ago, I got into history and I'm really into it. I went on a deep dive. I went on a YouTube rabbit hole on history <laughs> and uh, I'm into it, man. And I started writing stuff down and I've got a fucking pipe. And I've got a cool flannel cap. And I've got a monocle. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, now I'm a historian. I'm writing shit down. How do you... What's day one of being a historian? You got to just start somewhere, right? Today, I took a dump. And the weather was cold. And it was unusually cold. And here's what happened. Well, now that's history. Because it's tomorrow. So you started your historian now. I don't know if what I just said is the dumbest thing ever, but... It's very possible. All right. 
this article, by the way, I'm, I'm admitting not the best. Hopefully the next one, I clicked on a bunch of things. I saved them, these links, so I could just, so I'd have content for when I got off the ship so I could uh, have some stuff to go over. Uh, the six coolest places you're not allowed to visit. Number two, Poveglia, Italy. Poveglia, Italy. Poveglia. Unlike the other locations on this list, Poveglia isn't off limits to travelers. On the contrary, the Italian government is actually willing to rent the island so that the expansion of land will not sit unused as it is now. The reason why it is been completely abandoned is simple. It is considered to be one of the most haunted places on Earth. Oh, here we go. One of the most haunted places on Earth. Fuck yes. The island has had a fort, been a checkpoint for ships, been an isolation home to plague patients and had psychiatric facility had a psychiatric facility until 1968 whoa the departed souls of those plague patients and mentally deranged individuals are still rumored to be roaming around the island oh my god why is it always mentally deranged people who die and then haunt can't mentally deranged people just die and then live a better life and move on to something else they always have to haunt what is it with the mentally deranged? They're always haunting. The deranged, the mental, the haunt. They die, they haunt. They can't just leave everybody alone. They're mentally deranged and then they haunt. Why is this? All right. I kind of want to go to that place. Jeez, I honestly, as I was reading these, I was like, oh, I'm doing pretty well pron uh, pronouncing some of this stuff. And then it just gets harder and harder. Number one place. Finally, we're done with this list, which is good. This is from CuriousMob.com again. Number one, six coolest place you're not allowed to visit. This is the number one coolest place you're not allowed to visit. Svalbard Global Seed Vault, Norway. Svalbard Global Seed Vault, Norway. Um, there's a picture for this. I don't even know what I'm looking at. It looks like somebody's modem for their computer or something. Their Wi-Fi router. This last location on the list is also the coolest, both figuratively and literally. The seed vault is just 800 miles away from the North Pole. Okay, so Santa goes there, puts his seeds in a vault. The facility has been built to preserve seeds. Almost every type of seed this planet has to offer has been preserved in it. What? That is so fucking weird. That's so weird. This has been done to revive species of plants just in case a disaster of a massive scale wipes out botanic diversity from the earth the vault functions like a regular bank in the sense that governments can send rare plant seeds to be kept safe in the safety vault the 11,000 square foot facility looks like a structure right out of science fiction is only accessible to the people who work in it what the actual fuck that sounds so boring at first that's so interesting and weird and cool so there is a place in norway if anyone got lost while i was reading that where governments all over the world can send seeds just in case there's some world-ending type disaster for botany so they can always make these plants again. So there's a place that's 11,000 square feet and it's a place that only holds seeds of plants from all over the world. How, who works there? They said it's only accessible to people who work in it. Nobody no, I've met thousands of people, especially doing what I do. I would be shocked if anybody I've ever met in my life ever knows somebody who works at this fucking seed vault in Norway. That is so weird. Who are you? Like, what career path? It's so strange as you get older, you just go, okay, I get it. You want to be a lawyer. 
you go to college, you go to law school, got it. You know, you try to get into a law school, pass the bar, start practicing law. Maybe somebody, another lawyer helps you out, gets you into something, right? You're a paralegal, take the bar exam, whatever. You want to be a doctor. There's a clear path for that. You, you know, you go to school, you go to, you know, medical school, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I get it. How do you end up being the type of person that works at this fucking seed vault, Svalbard Global Seed Vault in Norway, where they just take seeds from different governments? That means there's like somebody who's like, hey, what's up? Uh, what government are you from? Okay, cool. And what's your seed? All right, let me just write this all down. Then they hand that to somebody. And then I'm guessing there's like botanists in there, right? Like scientists, like fucking... Is this the the highest level of botany you can get? Is this what people, if you go to like botany school, people are like, yeah, man, like you want to be like the top, the top botanist in the world? They're at Svalbard, Global Seed Vault, Norway. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's my goal. That's the dream. That's the uh, Apollo 11 mission to the moon or whatever, you know, Svalbard, Global Seed Vault, Norway. That's why I got, that's why I got into botany. Third grade, somebody from Svalbard came and spoke at our school, and I was like, someday I'll be in Svalbard gathering seeds from all over the world, just fucking, <laughs> what, do you, what do you call it, registering them with the vault. I don't know. All right, that was actually kind of worth reading that article to get to that last one. All right, let's do one more article, and then we'll move on. I'll probably just record another pod after this. Uh, if I can stay up, it is late. It is about midnight right now. What is this article? Seven foods and drinks to cut down on to lose weight. If this is, this is probably going to be some easy shit. All right. Shedding weight. Maybe I'll just at least make fun of this one. Shedding weight is not easy. We get it. But cutting back on these few things will not only help you fight the battle of the bulge, but it'll also add to your overall well-being. If you start by saying no to these seven things in your daily life, you'll be on your way to a much healthier and better version of you. Okay, first, number one, sugar. Okay, whoa, boo, bomb just dropped, guys. Do you know that? If you cut back on sugar, you'll lose weight. Oh, shit. Okay, there's a picture of like churros that are making me hungry, by the way. Cut out sugar in any processed food that have high sugar content or fructose as their ingredients. Learn to shop smart and read labels when purchasing items. Sugar has been branded as the big bad wolf in our diets. Instead, Opt for fruit, which has natural sugars that will balance out the need in your body. Oh, okay, cool. So uh, eat some watermelon instead of churros. Got it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So glad I clicked on this. Um, where's the next one? It keeps scrolling down. Oh, my God. What is up with this article? Got it. Next. Open. What did I click? Open. I think I just opened an ad. I opened an ad for fucking the original Mighty Muffin, Flapjacked. Dot com. I'm not supposed to be at Flapjack. Go back. Where is the next? Oh, there we go. Next. I was looking for the button that said next. Finally. This is from ViralVentura.com, by the way. ViralVentura.com. All right. Number two thing to cut down on to lose weight. Diet foods. Whoa. This is an oxymoron. Anything labeled as diet should be the first warning sign that it's not good for your body. Diet food may claim to have zero calories or no sugars, but they are loaded with chemicals and artificial sweeteners, which can trigger cravings and even even binge eating. So ditch the diet fad and eat wholesome. <sighs> Excuse me. Eat wholesome and fresh food instead. 
Okay, so far I've learned nothing. I already know this shit. I'm sure everyone else did too. Processed carbs, number three. Not all carbs are bad. However, be mindful when choosing carbs that you put in your body. White carbs are high on the glycemic index and spike sugar levels. Fucking whites. The solution, reach for whole grain and less refined carbs. Say no to processed carb-rich foods, which can be full of starch and sugars that will add to the inches and increase your genes size. They don't really go into specifics there. This article is pretty weak so far. Frozen meals. Oh, everybody knows this, right? It's full of sodium. Again, you don't know exactly what goes in there. Frozen meals lack in nutrition will not give you any vital, min vital minerals that your body needs to function at its optimal level. Prepackaged foods have high sodium levels. See? And let's face it, they do not taste that great either. Well, I'm in a rush, and I want a hungry, hungry hunter. What are they called? Hungry hunter? Isn't that a... Isn't that a TV dinner thing? Uh, power bars or protein bars? Well, this is not exact. There's certain one, certain most bars are bad, but some are not bad at all. What is this? Is that an ad? Oh, that's an ad. I thought they were showing this is one of the bad bars because it's a good bar, according to my nutritionist model friend who helped me lose weight. That's right. These things might sound like a healthy alternative to snacking or replacing the meal, but what you do not know is that these are full of artificial sweeteners and refined processed ingredients. These bars will not keep you full in the long run. Eat eggs instead. Have them as an omelet for breakfast and pack some boiled ones too for snacking in between. See, that is true about most bars, but that's not true about all bars. There are certain bars. Um, it's got to chime in here. I'm no expert, but I do know this, and it does work, and they do keep you full. The bars that have very few ingredients, and they're all natural ingredients, if you just look on the back, those are good for you, um, and they will keep you full, and uh, it's good. And, and you'll, you'll notice, not to be too gross, but you'll notice your shits are better because it's uh, like the food's going through you instead of just getting stuck in you with a bunch of artificial crap. All right, number six on the seven foods and drinks to cut down onto this weight. Zero calorie sweeteners. Oh my god, I try and tell my dad this all the time. Did you know anything five calories or under is labeled as zero calories? Artificial sweeteners can cause bloating and even indigestion. So when reaching to sweeten up something, go for raw organic honey instead. It not only tastes better, but also is good for you. Well, tell my dad that. He's not going to listen to you because he won't listen to me. Oh, here we go. Alcohol, something I'm drinking right now. Alcohol has more calories than carbs. If you are trying to lose weight, cut back as much as you can on alcohol, especially beer. If you can try and skip it all together. They don't say beer belly for no reason. Bottom line is, if you're not sure if the food is healthy or not, peek at the label. Keep an eye on the carb and sugar amounts. Anything that comes in a can or bottle and claims to be fat for your healthy, stay away from it. Also, remember, size does matter. I mean serving size. Be mindful when you eat. Make healthy eating a lifestyle and feel better about yourself. Okay, so all of those are pretty fucking obvious, right? I mean, like, don't eat frozen meals. Don't drink alcohol. This is all to lose weight. If I'm trying to lose weight, I'm not like, hey, guys, i got to lose 10 pounds, and I've only got a month to do it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pound alcohol. So I'm going to do mostly beer. I'm going hard alcohol as well, and uh, it's a lot of beer. And then I'm going frozen food section. <laughs> And then uh, pouring a lot of artificial sweeteners into my stuff. So, I mean, that article was, is that even, that wasn't even good enough. All right, we'll do one more. So we'll do three for this pod. This is another one. Oh, this one's fun. 
Seven signs that you flirt too much. This is also from viralventura.com. Seven signs that you flirt too much. Flirting is something that is often done in a subtle manner, and there are good reasons for that. It's a bit like fishing in the sense that you are more or less casting out a line to see if you attract any interest. Most people flirt with someone because they have a romantic interest in that person. They want to see if there's a chance that those feelings are reciprocal. Why does it say most people? Who's flirting just to, to what? To get a cheeseburger? I don't get it. Doing it the wrong way could send the wrong message. So take care to avoid these seven flirting faux pas that can ruin your chances of taking a new relationship to the next level. Excessive giggling. We know that a flirt is likely to laugh a bit too readily at their love interest's bad jokes. While a certain amount of laughing is bound to boost any jokester's ego a bit, a flirt can easily come off as fake when they laugh at every little attempt at humor their love interest makes, regardless of how bad it is. In the long run, you'll do both yourself and your love interest a favor by busting a gut only when they say something that you genuinely find funny. Well, if the guy's really hot and he's not funny, you're going to giggle at some shit for no reason, right? I mean, I'm lucky that I'm average looking, but hilarious, right? So that plays into my favor because it's like, you're not just laughing at me because you think I'm hot. You're like, this guy is like a normal dude and he just fucking brings fire and I like it. All right. It's getting late and I'm getting weird. Number two, monkey see, monkey do. This is is probably about like uh, mirroring maybe, you know? It's not that unusual for two people who are interested in each other to discover that they like a lot of the same things. Sometimes the truth may end up getting stretched a bit for the sake of courtship, but no reasonable person expects a romantic interest to be a carbon copy of themselves. Expressing an enthusiastic interest in everything that your love interest likes can make you look like you don't have any interest of your own. You are likely to be more attractive to the other person if you demonstrate a little independence, and you might even find out that the other person is truly interested in some of the things you are generally interested in. All right, so just don't be a total fucking loser and just pretend like the other person's amazing with everything they say. That that's I can never do that. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's so like a lot of people do do that though. Like they'll mention someone, I'll mention something, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, no, yeah, I like that too." This is what I'd say. Oh, you know what? I'm not into that, but that's cool that you're into it. Like, tell me more about it. You know, I know a lot of people are into that. What you know? What what, what should I like? Uh, you know, Star Wars, that's a good example. I'm not into Star Wars, but I'm pretty sure if I watched the movies, I'd really enjoy them. A lot of people enjoy them. I'm sure I would too. Just never, the idea of it has never really like hooked me, you know? It's kind of like action movies. Pretty much any action movie. Like I don't get excited when there's a new Marvel or DC comic movie that comes out. But if I sit and watch it, I'll probably like it. They're entertaining. Sometimes I think the endings of those movies that I've seen lately, though, are like 20 straight minutes of just, you know, CGI explosions and all that shit. So I'm kind of like, uh, it gets a little boring. But for the most part, those movies are entertaining. There's a movie I just saw. I think it's called Kin. And I I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched a lot of it. And uh, that movie's good. Michael B. Jordan, I think, like, executive produced it. He was at the end of it, but he wasn't in the rest of it. That was good. I, I want to watch that movie from the beginning because I didn't fully understand what was happening, but it was pretty cool. All right. Number three, you are too touchy-feely. We have all seen the typical moves that a flirt relies on. There's sitting in close proximity to their romantic interest or laughing at their worst jokes. Then there's touching. A little innocent touching here and there is usually not a problem, but getting too hands-on can definitely lead to trouble. It can make people feel smothered, which could drive them away. It could also make the person doing the flirting look a bit desperate. 
And I'm not learning much. I hope somebody else is. Number four, people stop talking to you. A little flirting often goes a long way, while too much flirting can go further than you ever intended. When you flirt too much with the same people, it can easily make you look insincere and you could lose their trust. When you send too many signals that aren't genuine, your true intentions quickly become obvious to others and they may not see any point in talking to you any longer. All right, so a little flirting often goes a long way. Flirting, too much flirting can go farther. When you flirt too much with the same people, it can easily make you look insincere can lose their trust. I think it just makes you look desperate. I think that's more like the last one. Winking. Oh my God, who winks? Who winks anymore? Winking's so old school, you know what I mean? That's probably cool now, I'm guessing, because I'm like, I'm not cool. I'm at the age, I'm not cool anymore. So I'm guessing winking's back. Here's one of those things that some people seem to be able to pull off and maybe even make it look cool, while others who attempt it end up looking creepy. That's true. A wink can go so many different ways. That's one reason why winking can be a bit risky and winking like someone who has something stuck in their eye could send potential romantic interest screaming in the opposite direction. Unless you're one of those people who can pull off the wink and look cool in the process, you are better off relying on eye contact and a smile to show someone that you're interested. I know I used to like wink at Christy sometimes a long time ago and she would make fun of me and do like an exaggerated wink. Number six, we only have two more. You look too available. There's nothing new or surprising about flirting with someone you have developed an interest in, but acting too flirty with too many people can make you look like you are more available than you really want to be. People who think of flirting as a harmless game to play just for fun can easily find themselves in that situation, and sometimes people can get hurt in the process. A little flirting for flirting's sake here and there is usually not a problem, but too much of it can easily lead others on and can seriously damage friendships. I feel like that's the last three. Teasing is the last one. Teasing is something that has probably gone hand-in-hand hand with flirting since humans learned to stand on two legs. Teasing is probably one of the first ways the majority of people learn the basics of flirting, but that does not mean it is limited to kids. Even adults flirt by poking a little fun at someone they have, inter they have an interest in, and most of the time it is well-received. Still, there's a fine line between teasing someone because you like them and coming off as a mean-spirited person that likes to put others down for their own entertainment. Most people can detect the subtle clues that indicate someone is genuinely hurt or offended by something that was said, so be sure to put the brakes on in those cases. I feel like I was very insecure when I was younger and that was my go-to move. If I liked a girl, I would tease. I'd definitely go for the tease. It was definitely an insecure move. Definitely not proud of it, but um, yeah, that's a thing for sure. I remember at one point I even like made like a gentleman's bet with a buddy of mine in high school because I said, hey, I bet you I can get so-and-so to hook up with me and he was like no way dude you're always talking shit no way she wouldn't hook up with you and i'm like yeah i go i think she will i go because i'm talking shit to everybody that was like my thing i was always just talking shit like i was you know i was nice to everybody but like i would just just make jokes you know and uh it was all about getting a laugh it wasn't about like people's feelings all the time but if i i was never like purposely hurting anyone's feelings i never like yeah that person's crying i'm gonna keep going it was like I was just joking around, but it was like an insecure thing that I would do, right? And so I said, I'm always kind of like sarcastic and snarky to everybody. I go, so if I stop doing that to her and show her that like I like her, I go, she'll feel special. This sounds really sadistic and fucking mean, but I didn't mean it this way at the time. I go, but she'll feel special because like I'm not doing that to her and I think she would like me. And then it did sort of work, and we made out. And then uh, 
I won't go into the details, but something happened not involving me after that with her and uh, kind of blew up the whole operation. <laughs> but anyways, okay, there you go. I fucking, there you go, man. Just total honesty, okay? There you go, woman. There you go, people, humankind, <laughs> whoever out there. Uh, so anyways, guys, uh, I was going to do like a bunch of podcasts, but I realized as I was doing that last one how tired I am and how I was just reading through and I wasn't like stopping as much as I usually do to get my own little insights and I was losing track of what I was reading. So um, I'll just put this one out as well and I will try and do some more later when I'm more well rested. I've been traveling all day. So happy to be home. Happy Valentine's Day. This is probably going to come out. Um, I'll put it out later in the day, I guess. The other one I just put out. So there'll be like two tomorrow, I guess. Different points of the day. But um, love you all. Thanks for listening. Please uh, rate the podcast five stars. Give it a review if you haven't yet. Follow me on social media if you want. You can send an email. It's all in the show notes. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to my daddy.